Hello and welcome to Good Morning Nintendo, where we try to come together every week to talk about video game news in the industry and what we've been playing. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Old Dane, joined by my lovely co-host, Dominic. And we're just gonna jump right in. Well, last week I was here, so we so we couldn't record. Oh, I was out on vacation. What have you been up to in the meantime, Dom? Well, it's spooky month, so a lot of spooky games. I finished Dread, um, and man, it. it I, I'm not gonna go too much into to the games I played because actually I have a video coming out tomorrow, and I have a video coming out on Halloween about both of them. But I finished Dread. Dread was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I finished Resident Evil Village, and I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and then now I'm in, you know, I'm in that weird space of the next release I'm waiting for is Shimagami Tensei or, or, I mean, or I guess Pokemon, uh, Shining Pearl. So waiting on that. Oh, I got vac finally got vaccinated this month. I've been putting that off for a long time. So finally got that done. Um, nothing crazy has really come out. Uh, let's see. I'm en still enjoying the Switch OLED. It's not too bad. It's definitely enjoying that. Um, yeah, probably finish up the month with Resident Evil 7. Something, you know, short and spooky. And then, yeah, that'd be about it. How about you, though? Uh, like, I haven't really, over the last two weeks, I haven't really played much. Because, oh, I did steal my um, nephew's DS to take with me down to Florida. But, like, oh, with me, but, like. We were we woke up in the mornings. We got go. We got up, got going, and like most days, like we were out until like nine or ten o'clock at night. And by the time I got mm. back, I just wanted to take a shower and go to bed, so so that I could do it again the next day. So I didn't play anything really at all all last week. And then this week, I came back to an embarrassment of riches. All I think on Monday, I jumped in i finally jumped in to smash and i played a round or two with sora just to see how he felt oh this was like like i didn't really play i didn't play against anyone so oh nothing really much to report there so it's like it's cool that he's in there oh but like doesn't really do much for me then we then of course on the same on monday we also got the old oh, nintendo expansion pack released and that we're going to talk a bit more about that in one of the stories that we're talking about but i've been mostly playing ocarina of time this week so like i have like apart from the emulation things it's like i don't know how many times i can go back to ocarina at this point it's like that's that's a problem like with when you play the game so much it's just like i might try and just like create leave a restore point after i finish water temple because like the thing is like i've done that like up to the water temple so much that like i've i don't need to look up for a thing it's just like i know exactly where i'm going and i've had like minor annoyances with well navi it's just like it's just like i know what's going on right now you don't need to tell me it's just like because there's just like a few moments where it'll auto pop up not like oh Hey, listen, hey, listen. It's just like auto pops up and tells you like, oh, this is the thing. It's just like, oh, didn't really give me a chance at all to actually solve this or, or for something to happen. It's just like, 
as soon as you walk into a room with a wall master, it's just like, hey, beware of the things coming down from the ceiling. It's just like, you need to, like, let me know, like, you let me need to let me actually, like, explore this space and, like, learn for myself. Like, it's just like, if you had a wall master in, like, a 2D Zelda game, that wouldn't, you wouldn't get a prompt as soon as you walk into the room saying, like, hey, watch out for the wall master. Well, I mean, I guess it's just, like, it's showing its age right now to me, and oh, like that was kind of sad. It's just like it got me. It's what got me into all oh, Zelda in like the first place, and really kind of hooked my love for the, for the series. But it's just like at a certain point, you have to just kind of let it go to a certain extent. All oh, so like that's that's where I'm at with um, Ocarina of Time. Or oh, I might. I actually have like some plans coming up on Sunday, so I'm I wanted to try and get to the Shadow Temple and maybe just stream doing the Shadow Temple on Sunday for Halloween. But uh, I think I may actually just have other plans for Sunday. Oh, and also today we got the new DLC for Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Oh shoot! That did come out today. And, like, I'm a little, like, I've only played one level, like, one mission of it so far, but I'm a little bit, like, disappointed, because I thought it was going to be, like, extended story, like, afterwards or something like that, but it's really just side stories or so, like, it's just, like, on the first level was, like, okay, here's what happened, like, the game's been out for about a year now, oh, I'm going to, like, tell you, like, I'm going to tell you about something that happens at the beginning of the game. The first story, the first um, mission is just, like, how this tiny guardian that you, that, um, that's in the game, what he does between going through this portal back in time and when he, you actually find him in the first mission of the game. And I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting, but I don't really care too much about him. It's just, like, I want to know I want to see more Zelda and Link and everyone. It's just like... So, but then there's like another four missions after that. And you get to see more of the champions, it looks like, in each of those. But it's just like, I... It, so, it wasn't really hitting what I wanted all when I opened it up today. So, hopefully I'll get back to that. And hopefully it does give me more of what I want rather than just being these side stories I want or see more of the characters I actually care about. Oh but yeah that's that that basically covers me um for so far. You know, I uh actually I, I guess what I'm about to say really just rolls into the um uh the uh, expansion pack. So I guess we could just jump right into that. Okay, let me pull that one up then. Okay, so this one, um, this comes from Tom Phillips, um, Eurogamer. Oh, Nintendo Switch's online N64 games have a few issues. Um, discovery. Alright. Okay, so some of the issues, um, for Mar so Mario Kart, the N64 games are having a bit of problems with emulation. 
all. Mario Kart 64, for example, displays a warning that the game will not let you save ghost data as this feature requires an N64 controller pack in the original game. The simulated version of N64 does not appear to, to have been altered to support this via other means. And know that, that there's no slot for a controller pack in the Switch's N64 controller. So, and then it shows a few images. Um, Sin and Punishment is another game with an issue this time with how the Switch version translates the original game's controls. Oh, here, the strafe left and right actions were mapped to the yellow controller buttons in the original and this emulated version. These are replicated on the Switch's face buttons and diagram. Yeah, all. Oh. But as the controller map shows, the Switch version also has you pressing the right trigger to shoot, which remaps the face buttons at the same time, removing the old right button in the process. Oh, he removes the right button? Okay, I think they might have this slightly wrong. Oh, next on to Mario 64, and less of an issue, but with more of an annoying quirk. Uh, on Nintendo Switch Online, Mario 64 offers a different version in Japan that includes Rumble. This is the Japanese-only Shindu version with Rumble Pack support, meaning you'll need to change your Switch's region to Japan to play the game with vibration. European and North American catalogs only feature the game's launch version. And lastly, some examples of these those issues with lag, which produce warped versions of these iconic N64 startup screens, somewhat creepy and perfect for Halloween. Uh, I'm not pulling up the thing of that, but um, yeah, it was like I want to go back a bit to what I've been playing with, um, with Legend of with Ocarina of Time. It's just like I like personally, I haven't had too much control issues with the game, but this is my controller, like. Using like you can use the C stick for like the fate like the C the C face buttons, but it just like it's just really kind of sloppy in my opinion. It's just like and you, I'm now like halfway through playing Ocarina of Time. I'm now trying to retrain myself to. You can use X and Y for like all control like the left C and down C. Oh, but like I'm trying so I'm trying to like when I'm trying to use an item that I need I'm trying to all oh, put it on those two slots so I can just use X or Y instead of oh, using the control stick and uh, Z ZR um and this is what I'm saying with um slight problem with um the control with what they're saying with the things so it's like ZR is what you hit to um, change the face buttons, whereas like R is the traditional right button. But overall, in general, like my experience has just made me wish that I had purchased uh, all us the N64 controller to be paired with the Switch. It's so. Before I get into the emulation, uh, odd, I guess I didn't notice this, but I bought the Nintendo 64 wireless controller like as soon as they uh, it was available. And apparently they're like reselling for like upwards of like $200 on eBay. Yeah, they're like, I guess they're like really being scalped. Um, no. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think that. I 
so I've played a little bit. I have a couple things. First, I want to. I'm waiting for the controller to arrive so I can really dive in. Because I have a weird. I don't know if it's my disc controller specifically because it's the uh, it's eight bit Do SN30 Pro Plus. I don't know if it's just this one, but any. I'll see. Watch. Maybe I can demonstrate it here. But anytime I go to play a game on uh, for Nintendo 64, my controller won't stop vibrating. That's weird. It's really like literally. I was like, oh, this is like, uh, what's going on here? And I mean, I was playing. I don't know if you can hear it. A little bit. Yeah, it's just, just, just continuously vibrating. I'm not. I'm literally just at the home screen of Yoshi's Story. I don't know why it does that. As soon as I exit out, it stops. Um, so I haven't really played it too much, and I'm gonna wait for the N64 controller. But honestly, a couple things. First thing is I've never been one to like be a stickler like a pixel you know purist or anything like that but if you're gonna offer a premium service and if we're gonna have to pay you know a, a 30 extra dollars a year for these one you could have at least thrown in a couple more n64 games like two or three two especially with ocarina of time there's like a ton of stuff just like so one thing they did is the fog in a lot of areas like in in um this the area where you fight shadow link like the way that it was it was done in the nintendo 64 online version it's like they removed the fog so it like if you see a side-by-side -side picture it looks like it really just ruins the atmosphere in that area which is like it's such a small thing like why is that an issue and then um, apparently if you want to play with friends online, there's like connectivity issues with if you're playing from people in different regions and stuff like that. It just seems to me like it, it's kind of half baked, you know, and my, the only thing that like, typically I wouldn't really care about these things, but the only thing that baffles me is like, well, you can't, you're not giving us the option to just outright purchase these anymore, which I own them, you know, in multiple different forms, but I own Ocarina of Time and, and on my the Wii U virtual console. And like you, you did it right there. So what is what 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 is the issue here? It, I I don't even understand how something like that could even happen. And that's just like it just seems like it's such a small thing to where you would like I don't I don't it's strange to me how like it's such a small thing and now it's a reoccurring you know service that we're paying for and it's like you would want them to to kind of fix that. I mean, at the end of the day, it does boil down to like pretty small things, but still, it's like these little imperfections that could you easily be tweaked as far as I know? Um, so that's like my main gripe with it. It's like, it's like, really? You guys couldn't just take a look at that and see what's going on? Like, it's it's strange to me. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Well, like, another thing like with my experience with Ocarina of Time is just like, I'm not sure if I am looking back at the game with rose-colored glasses or not, but, like, the amount of pop-in that I feel I experience in Ocarina of Time is kind of crazy. I'm just like, some some of that, like, like the Kokiris, like, not showing up until you get close to them. I was just like, I'm pretty sure that was a thing in the originals. But, like, I'll be, like, um, I was climbing up, like, a ladder, like, up a well in all the forest temple. And, like, the, like all the sky just, like, popped in above it. And I was just like, that seems weird or different and it's like i don't remember that being a thing i was just like 
or like oh as I was going to get into the ice cavern oh just now like there's a piece of heart out on like a platform in the water as you're trying to get out to it and like that seemed to pop in pretty much pretty hard as well as so it's like I don't know if I'm just looking back at the game with rose-colored glasses thinking like oh this game was smooth and great and whatever before but or if it's a problem with the emulation on this and it's just like but like yeah like, <sighs> those are my biggest like gripes so far with it it's just like <clears throat> me old it seems like the emulation has like moments where it hiccups or stutters um, but I'm like I'd have to have to go back like on an actual N sixty four to double check that myself, and like like I said like use trying to use a pro controller is kind of um is kind of hard or is just like isn't great is just like there's there's moments all um, where like I feel like I should be able to do something better than what than like what i'm doing in the game like it was just like the amount of times like i was doing the forest temple and i was doing the dead man's volley with oh ganon with ganondorf and like the amount of times that like my timing was just like flat off was just straight off i'm just like how long have i been playing zelda games i should be able to do a dead man's volley all oh, with no problem and it was just like the fact that, that that gave me so much, I wouldn't say difficulty, but I was so off on it. It was just like, I think something's wrong here, or I'm just, or like, I'm just not as good at this as I thought I was. So, well, you also can't even map the buttons, which is just astro so strange to me. These are like simple things that, like, uh, that, yeah, like you would, you would think, I don't know, it's just, it, I mean, technically, it's like... you could I mean like you can't re-map them in all. Oh, oh, in the in system settings. Okay, yeah, you and could you could go do it in it. the system settings, not in the actual thing. But I'm not sure how effective that would be. Like, it's just like, I mean, I'm not sure if you can reprogram like the different inputs of like the C stick to be on the directional pad to give you a bit more ease. But like then, like a lot of the times, like. When you're in combat, you're strafing one way with like your st with your left control stick, and you want to be able to use your right, but like you want to keep your left um thumb on that control stick, whereas the right stick is really, I mean, your right thumb is what you want to be doing to like you hit the C buttons oh, when you when you have to use an item or something against all. Oh, against an enemy so it's just like it's weird it's not great and like yes yeah, like for paying like being like it was fifty dollars for me to upgrade because i'm on the family plan it's just like it was like 30 um like i had recently paid like 35 to renew for the year but it's still like oh it, like you only get x amount of discount off of upgrading it was just like it was around fifty dollars for me to upgrade the thing i was just like if it wasn't for the oh animal crossing or dlc i was just like i think i'd be a bit more annoyed right now all right i think it's 
now that you bring that up, I think that's at the end of the day, I, I really think that's their strategy with this. I think their strategy is to because DLC is always a funky thing with Nintendo. It's like it's a weird sell for them. And I think going forward, we might see them incorporate more of that into this service. Like you could see more, you know, DLC if you have the service. But what I want to ask you is, in your honest opinion, I mean, okay, we obviously were going to get it because we were going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Let's say someone hasn't upgraded yet. Would you recommend it? I mean, depends how much you really love Ocarina of Time. Or, in my opinion, it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's just like, or how much you really, like, I would really tell someone if they're on the fence about upgrading, wait, just wait until, like, you at least get that wave two that we saw. It's just like with, like, Majora's Mask and, like, all oh, Banjo oh, coming to it soon. I was just like, wait until then. That way, like, at least your one year thing is just like, gives you more time to play all those games. And then if you don't want to re up next year, it was just like, you got your, you got your, oh, whatchamacallit out of it. You got your fun out of playing the N64 games that year. Well, I'm cut it off and just go back to the standard, all oh, membership. It was just like, I don't know. Is definitely not a great service definitely not all oh, something i would highly recommend and i'm just gonna hope that we continue to get more games on a more regular basis for this but i would yeah definitely wouldn't recommend it so you would say uh wait until wait hold off and you know wait till some more games come in and yeah maybe then they... you, you, you get more value for like what you're actually paying for at like the time of purchase and everything and maybe who knows it's like with how much people have been like complaining and all talking about this over the past week maybe nintendo will give some sort of update that's a hard maybe <laughs> it was just like yeah, nintendo giving is... nintendo it's just like yeah so oh. they got the money yeah they got their money i'm not holding my breath on it but hope I mean like you can hope right yeah <laughs> I, I i it's oh man it, it it like you said that's a it's a very hard maybe like to nintendo they're probably aware of this they probably hear it but they're like eh, they still paid for it <laughs> like they're like they're like play they're probably like well did you know mario party superstars came out today like they're just like i don't think they're even gonna pay this any mind which sucks i mean the issue is like these are really valuable games to a lot of people and like so they they are gonna kind of nitpick it in that sense because like you know these games mean a lot to a lot of people and th these are um a lot of nostalgic games to a lot of people um a lot of people's first 3d games so like yeah it does kind of suck to to you know you're trying to get that experience and it is different which it, it just the issue is it shouldn't be that's really what it boils down to like these shouldn't be these we shouldn't see these errors and, like, I'm not one to, like, count frames or, like, see the delays or anything like that, but these are issues that just literally, like, should not be happening, and it's just, uh, it is just, it's strange to me that uh, that it's even there, you know, and, like, I've never really been one to even get, like, upset or, you know, I normally I'm just like, eh, whatever, but it's like, man, it kind of sucks, like, 
you would think they would, you know, want to work these things out, which, you know, just, I don't know. But, you know, the age-old saying, like you have said several times, Nintendo is going to Nintendo, so... But we still buy it. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm still buying it. I don't want to, but... All right. Uh, okay, go, moving on, talking more about Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, Nintendo's N64 and Mega, Switch, or, and Mega Drive Switch Online apps have been data-mined, revealing some solid hints of upcoming games, as well as well, how many are currently planned. Each console app contains a numbered list of games ordered alphabetically with gaps of upcoming titles, but some of those gaps are so small it is obvious which game will alphabetically fill the space. Or this all tallies with your gamer's own knowledge of these apps development and that these games are already planned out and simply waiting to be drip fed into the service every time. Or initial data mining from the N64 app is somewhat fruitful by the game IDs. There are at least 38 N64 titles planned for NSO. The list is alphabetical, so you can fill in some of the gaps already. 37 is Majora, 32 is Smash, 33 is Wave Race, 14 through 16 is Mario Party, etc. So it's just like got a list of like 38 spots, and like it shows what's in there already, all and I'm all and what's going on. So like there's Yoshi's story, and then there's like a space, and then there's all Ocarina of Time. So it's just like. And then you get all, and there's like a space between like Windback and Yoshi's Story, two spaces between Super Mario and Windback. Um, the biggest gap is between Mario Tennis and Sin and Punishment. So it's just like, oh, I imagine Banjo is probably maybe number one on that list. So, all, uh, and then we also had some. Mega Drive, um, more intriguingly, those Nintendo Switch online platforms are numbered with N64 and Mega Drive is 5, uh, so, like, yeah, Mega Drive is, like, 52, um, long, it's, like, a list of 52 long, uh, but I don't think that they've quite limited down that list at all so far. So, have you, have you, what do you think about this? I remember hearing about this, and apparently in this leak, there there is also another console listed, or another console ID, because apparently the way they, they ID them, it's like A, B, C, or 1, 2, or 3, or something like that. But apparently there was also another console. And um, uh, honestly, I in the long run, I, I, I have a lot of nostalgia for the 64. If I remember correctly, it was like the first true console that me and my brother had. So, like, I am all for all these games coming. It's just, uh, man, okay. I don't... yeah, this is what you're talking about with the other console. It says like all Switch Online platforms are numbered with N64 as three and Mega Drive as five. NES and SNES were one and two. So apparently, Nintendo has spent spent a chunk of time prepping Game Boy games for Switch Virtual Console, which means that it'll probably be the gap. Um, where four is is just like so. I think I think maybe they just pushed out these ones because, oh, maybe because it has bigger games that people um were looking for. Better reason to like just boost your 
income coming into the holiday season. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, if we're being realistic here, uh, there's not a lot of Game Boy games that are like crazy system sellers, excluding like the Pokemon titles on Game Boy Color. So, like, I can't even really think of any. Like, like you said, if they were like, "All right, here's the Animal Crossing DLC and Game Boy games," like people are probably gonna be like, "Eh." So, the 64 games sound so enticing, and and I'm definitely in it for the long run. All of the games are adding to 64. I want to play, and I will play. And like I said, I bought the freaking 64, the Nintendo 64 controller. I think I'm hoping it gets here soon. I was hoping it'd be here today so I could play the games over the weekend. But um, it's just, man, it just sucks. It just sucks knowing, like, it's, you know... I mean, at the end of the day, like, to the, to most people, they're not really going to even notice this stuff, but it does suck that it's there. And I really wish we would have had just at least a little more games thrown in there, like, two or three more. I mean, it, you look at the freaking service, man. It's, like, pretty bare bones. I mean, we have, like, like eight games on there. Like, it's, like, it's, like, good grief. like. I mean, it's like they could have at least done a little more. And I just feel like we have nine. <laughs> so it's like good grief. Like, I don't know. I just wish a little more would have been done here. But I am excited overall. What are your thoughts on this? Um, are you excited for the games that are coming? Well, I already know there's some you're excited for. Yeah. Um, and thoughts on Game Boy, possibly. I just think. I, like my one thought that I'm having right now is just how funny it is that we really aren't counting the all Mega Drive games at all. Like you count them like, oh, we have eight games. I'm just like, well, it's just like yeah, let's just completely forget the Mega Drive games. I'm just like, I don't think that, I don't think that's really on anyone's all real conversation right now. It's just like, oh, but what, what are we gonna get these Mega Drive games? Oh. I mean, I think I think Sega's almost probably worse than Nintendo at re-releasing those games. I'm pretty sure we literally just got a compilation like a year ago, the Sega Classic Collection, with like all of those games. Like those games are just like I'm pretty sure that they'll give them give them out to you walking into Walmart or something. Like they, <laughs> they at this point, it's just like yeah. it's, it's like the literally big, the biggest one was like Sonic Two on that list. <laughs> another was... way, like another way to play that. I think like most people that like are interested in Sonic Two, got their like got or were have been like talking so much about like Sonic, it's not Sonic Forces. That one was the trash one. Um, Sonic Mania, that yeah. was a good one. Oh, um, yeah, like they got they. Got, I think like the people that are were excited about Sonic Two is just like. They have they have other ways to play that game, and they have like other games that have come out more recently that are like as good, if not better, all that they enjoy. As it's like, I think most people that are going back to play Sonic Two on the Nintendo Switch right now, on is just like for nostalgia. As it's like, I don't think it's just like they they've had a real craving to play it. Yeah, they probably have like thirteen different ways to play Sonic Two. Like, it it just I don't know I. I... It, it's funny to me that Nintendo even was like, yeah, Genesis games, like, those seem like a good bet. And it's like, eh, but they're pulling at the nostalgia strings, right? People are still interested for it. Me personally, I don't get me wrong, I like the games, I'll play them, but, like, they're just so readily available. Like, because, you know, Sega's obviously a third-party publisher, 
they're just widely, you know, obviously with the, the Nintendo games, you can only find them on their platforms. So like, I, I'm just not too hyped on those unless they start doing some obscure stuff that's not readily available. That would be cool. But for the most part, like I'll play them, but <laughs> I'm not, I could care less when they update those. I know that sounds terrible. Yeah. As it's like, I might, if like someone's, if they get, if there's like a lot of groundswell around like a new update and like, oh, someone's like, oh, this is like some hidden gem or whatever. I might jump in there and like play it if I have a lull in my um, schedule, like in my game catalog or whatever, but it's not anything I'm chomping at a bit for. Oh, uh, moving on. You want to, let's go to the state of play that happened this week. Oh, I'm not going to try and spend too much time on this because, I mean, like, it was a 20-minute long thing. Is it's like, I think if you really cared about any of the announcements or if you really, if you were super hyped into looking at this, oh, you would have watched it already. Uh, is there any, like, so let's just start, is this like, were there any announcements that stood out in the state of play to you? Uh, so the first one was you probably Star Ocean, of course. The the previous Star Ocean we got, uh, Star Ocean, I think it was Faithlessness and something. I forget the name of it, but it was pretty bad in my opinion. Like I couldn't even get past the first like two hours. It was just it wasn't for me. But this one looks very promising. The second game kind of snuck up on me. That was the game. That was like I guess the premiere game of this was Little Devil. I think that was that's what it was called, Little Devil or Little, Little Devil, Devil Inside. Inside. Yeah, that actually looks really cool. Like I it visually it looks really cool. Um like I would rec if you if you didn't watch it, I'd recommend checking the trailer out for it. It looks really cool. Like I, I think I'm actually pretty ex like I'm casually excited for that. That is something that I may pick up when it comes out, but I like it. It looks good. It's and it's kind of got that PlayStation feel to it. Um but those are really the only two that stood out to me. What about you? I am kind of surprised that you said that you were into the Little Devil Inside. It was just like it was like kind of their big like kind of premiere thing. Is just like and the people that I usually listen to like had been talking about it um leading into this. And I was just like it was uh like we got it in like the PS Five. We got like the reveal trailer right in the PS Five showcase. Completely forgot about it. All went watch this state of play and I was just like I was completely unsold on it. I was just like this is just like this looks slow and boring. I was just like it looks I mean like the art style I think is interesting but it looks so slow to play based off what they showed. And I was just like I actually had to like go back and I was just like okay if this is what this trailer is what was the original trailer and why were people hyped after looking at that? I was just like, after looking at the original trailer, I was just like, oh, that would be, would have been a game I would have liked to have played. But this trailer just looked so slow and boring and monotonous. And I was just like, there's nothing about this trailer that makes me want to play this game. Let me ask you this, because I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I can't be the only one, but... Do you ever have games where, like, they might not be, like, the most, like, critically acclaimed games, but, like, just the aesthetic and the visuals alone sell you, and you can, you'll just play it just because you, it just looks so good? Mm -hmm. 
that's how I feel about this. Like I I love the like really simple and just like like kind of uh minimal aesthetic that's into this like the uh the menu screen was just like so bare but like i just i don't know like i really liked how it looked i liked how the how they looked on the over the characters looked on the overworld i like the combat and it did look slow but like i don't know i it just i really like it and like it just stood out to me and i'm like you know what i will try it out if it's 60 dollars, no way i'll tell you that right now i'm not spending 60 dollars on it but i will try it out that's for sure Okay, but well, for me, there were three games? Yeah, there were three games well, that caught my eye here. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work up in order of excitement. We are, OA, we are OFK um, trailer. It's oh, like, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's just like it's a game about like a pop band or that's like starting up all out in LA. I was just like, I like the humor there. I like um, the kind of tone. I was just like, I'm interested to see more of that game and see where that goes. All we got all a trailer for an update to Bug Snacks. The Isle of Big Snacks is coming, and that's going to be a free update to the game. So I'm just like, that's cool. It's just like. Oh, I'm not sure I'm gonna jump back in there. This was, I mean, it was something fun to like. I enjoyed playing it for the first time around and everything, but I don't think there's. I got I went in there. I got the platinum. I beat the game. It was just like I don't think there was anything there that made me really want to keep playing the game or go back for more. Oh, and then the biggest thing for me is. That we got the announcement that Death's Door is coming to on PS5. All oh, this kind of popped off in the summer oh, for Xbox. It was like an Xbox slash PC oh, game. I think it was on Game Pass as well. Oh, wait, no. I think that they were complaining about it not being on Game Pass. But I think it's like old. Oh, but now it's coming to PlayStation based off of everything that I heard. It's just like. I was really hoping that we'd get it on other platforms soon. I was contemplating buying it on PC, but now it's coming to PlayStation. As or, so I'm gonna look. I'm looking forward to coming to playing that, and that comes out November twenty third. So it did look. That did look pretty like a visual, visually appealing to me. I did like the the aesthetic of that. It looked like it looked next gen. It's kind of like Dark Soulsy, from what I've heard. Which like gives me a little bit of pause on it, but for twenty at uh, twenty bucks is just like that's enough of that's like a low enough bar for entry for me to all oh, give it a go. I don't think it's going to be a game I platinum based off of what I've heard about it, but like off of the achievement list. But like the whole idea that like you're kind of like this this whole like corporate like thing where like. You, you're a crow, you can live forever as long as, like, you go out and reap souls, and it's kind of, like, has, like, some, like, what I've heard about it is just, like, this sounds like I kind of get the humor of this, and I really like the aesthetic of it, and, like, there's all, there's this guy called Pothead, apparently, where, like, every time you see him, it all, like, he keeps, like, just trying to offer you soup out of his head, and I'm just, like, it's like I like the sort of like over the garden wall type of like wall type of like look and 
kind of humor that this seems to have to it. So I'm looking forward to giving it a go. Yeah, that that seems interesting to me. It seems like a lot of these games, though, were like, how do I put it? Um, like, how do I like? Had uh, a marketing um, beat to hit. That and like, kind of like mid tier, if that made sense. Like, it's none of them were like. There was no like big opener. There was no really big closer. None of them were like, I guess, AAA like blockbusters. It just seemed like kind of just like um, maybe like a stopgap before they really show us like some of the heavy hitters. Like, because when I really think about it, there's Forza. Uh, I mean, um, Gran Turismo, Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West. And I can't think of like first party releases coming from them other than those two. I mean, you're probably a bit right because like we're at the end of October, we're about to be in November, and like we know what game, what big games that we're getting this year. It's just like I feel like there's no big blockbuster that's going to come out the door swinging all like. Maybe at Game Awards we'll get like a big announcement or something like that. Oh, but well, oh, yeah. but that's like not until December. But like, as like, you're not gonna waste your money on marketing before. If your game's not coming out this year, you're you're not gonna be pushing big on your marketing until after the holidays. In my opinion, this is like you're gonna wait. We're gonna get into the next year. We're gonna have we have a few big titles coming out at the start of next year, and then like. February, March, that's when we're going to start hearing more about big games coming next year, in my opinion. It's just like, well, like, we're at, we're at this, like, weird point of the end of the end of the year where it's just like, it's less, it's about marketing what's already out, and then just waiting until after we get through holiday to start pushing the stuff for next year, in my opinion. So I gotta ask you, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? Guess I'm looking forward to Death's Door now. Oh, um, yes, okay. That's like, do I have anything on my wish list on the Switch coming up? Um, I mean, in a few weeks we're getting all uh, new um Pokemon. It's not like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm eagerly looking forward to it. Like, I'm going to buy it when it comes out. It's going to be readily available. It's just like, so there's no reason that I need to pre-order it or like get in a huff about it. Oh. But like, yeah, it's just like, I think I'm really just kind of riding out um, most of this year. Uh, I'm trying to like look on my Switch right now, see if there's anything on my wish list. Um, yeah, because it really seems like this was the year of delays. Like, I feel like most of most of what I want <clears throat> is coming out next year. Yeah. Most of the bigger, like Shimigami Tensei Five and Shining Pearl, are really the only two. And you know what? Um, Superstars came out today, and I'm I've kind of got my eye on that, but I don't know if I want if I want to buy that. I might wait a little bit. Um, that, that was such a oh, this came out today. <laughs> Yeah. For me, it was just like, because like I'm not a Mario Party guy at all, and it was just like, it was just like, oh yeah, I guess someone was excited about that today. Oh, but like, yeah, I'm looking, gonna be playing the whole oh, Animal Crossing expansion when that comes out. Oh, 
next month along for a bit. And then, like, we're gonna have Pokemon, like, midway through the month, and then, like, or I'm also trying to get back and do some cosplay stuff, so it's just, like, and, and, like, the end of the year is such a busy time of the year to begin with, anyway, with everything between, like, trying to do shopping, trying to mm. do holiday stuff, be with family, it's just, like, it's all gonna, it's, like, I'm, I don't know. Nothing's like really hold it sticking out in my mind right now. Are you ready for this? What? PlayStation Five is about to be a year old. Yeah, it's <laughs> like where does the time go? Good grief! It's still hard to get. Still no. <laughs> I was like, but that's partially supply issues. All right. Uh, I think we're gonna move on to the next story while we're talking. Do where did I not pull the ah? Oh, I didn't pull the art. I didn't actually click on an article yet. Uh November's PlayStation Plus games have been revealed early. All uh, looks like we are going to be getting Knockout City, The Walking Dead, Dead Saints and Sinners, and for all uh, first class trouble for PS5 and PS4. And Kingdom of Amular, Amular Re-Reckoning. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to playing Knockout City here and Kingdoms of Amular. Like, Knockout City is going to be like a one-night in-and-out sort of thing for me. I was just like, I'm going to... Because, like, it got a big bound of hype when it came out. And then it had, like, that free-to-play, like, weekend or week or whatever before you had to buy it. I didn't jump in for it then because it was just like... I'm not gonna keep playing this game after it's free, so I didn't bother with it. So I'm gonna probably jump into it for like a round or two just to see what everyone was talking about. Uh, Walking Dead is VR, so I'm not playing that. First Class Trouble that was the one of the games that they showed off in which we call uh in the state of play, and that's like a Among Us type clone looking thing I mean, like it looks a bit more in depth yeah that was the thing that they showed off it's like this among us type thing and i'm definitely not playing that but i imagine i could get some time out of kingdoms of amalur gotta be honest with you none of those are for me <laughs> <laughs> not one i will say though i did i did forget about november the physical version of kina bridge of spirits is uh coming out so i I do want to pick that up. I've heard mixed reviews on on it, but it, it's still a game that I, I want to check out just because it's just visually it's like it's stunning. But you know, yeah, really for the end of the year, just um, Shimagami Tensei Five, Pokemon Shining Pearl. Um, I'm really and also this year I've just been playing catch up too because there's there was still a bunch of stuff that came out last year and this year that I'm like slowly picking up on. Bless you. Like, I'm still... I just finished Resident Evil Village. That came out in April. Um, I still need to finish Tales of Arise and uh, Near Replicant. I'm pretty close to finishing both of those. I do want to pick up Monster Hunter Rise. I kind of want to get into that and see how that is. Um, I want to play Monster Hunter Stories, too. Um, like, I, I played the demo for that. I would like to try to go back to that. It's fun. It, I mean, I... For, I played the original in the 3DS, and I also played the demo for Stories 2. It is really fun. Like, in my opinion, 
if you can get it for like 40 bucks it's it's totally worth it. even at full price it's totally worth the money um it's it's a good game like in the um it's like i like when when turn-based is kind of uh you know like it, it's not like it's turn-based but it's you know it's not your typical vanilla turn-based which is really cool because you know some people might not be interested in that but i like it, it was it's fun but like the thing is like it seems like it's such a time sink game like i imagine like to play that game is like a hundred hours or something like that and i'm just like i'm not sure if it can keep my attention for that amount of time well that is the age-old issue with jrpgs the like the issue some of them are so long like like um take dragon quest 11s what that game does that really helps you is you could play that game on and off for like a year because as soon as you start back up you literally get like a very a quick summary that hits all the points that you need to know. It's like in last time you played, it's this happened. It's like to the point you're like, oh, okay, perfect. And like most JRPGs, it's like you play five hours and then a couple of days you play another two hours. You're like, wait, what? What's going on here? And then it's just, it falls by the wayside. And like you said, it's their time sink. Like, you know, you it's hard to play a JRPG for like an hour or two. You got to sink some time into it and really, really finish it. But I think it's worth the money. It's pretty good. All right. I'm going to move on to another story here or uh, you mentioned this game very briefly uh, mike and josh greer from ember labs have revealed that sony is happy with the sales number of kina bridge of spirits and that the game has already re recouped its initial development costs in an interview with bloomberg the greer brothers didn't provide a sales number but they noted that they were pleasantly surprised at the sales so far it's hard to tell what a huge um, success Hard to tell what's a huge success. Sony's happy, said Josh Greer. Mike Greer also mentioned that Sony put plenty of effort into marketing Kena Bridge of Spirits because of the large amount of attention it was getting. It was real, revealed alongside the PlayStation 5 back in June 2020. Uh, so, yeah, it goes on for another um, pair, for, for, me, pair, for a few paragraphs there, but all. Yeah, it's basically the same just talking about the game a little bit so what do you think about that i like that you know it's nice to know that even like because i guess i will i don't think they're really indie devs maybe they are but I mean, like they're technically indie so I, I mean it's good for a game to still sell like that and it's not like your critical crazy like triple a masterpiece so that's nice to know it's nice to know that while sony is kind of a former shell of what they used to be they are still like one thing you can give you can g give to Sony is when they see something unique, they will they will approach and they will see what they what they can do with it. And that's one thing I do I will commend them for. Like they do do a good a job on that. The what I'm really interested in is team um uh not team what's the team that worked on um shoot they were just like rebranded too the team that did um Astro's Playroom or Amos Astro's Sony. yeah. Ash Yes, I want to know what they're doing next. Oh my gosh! Like I feel like that is going to be like a excellent platformer. Yeah, they need to like do like an Astro Bot or something that isn't turned to VR because like all Astro's Playroom was so much fun. Like I really enjoyed that game. It was oh, short, it was so quick, much. but like it was like beautiful and like all it was fun to play. It was just like and like I've heard so much stuff about all um, rescue like. Astrobot rescue mission for VR that, that like is just people singing its praise. But I'm not gonna go out and buy a VR 
whole system just to play that one game. That's not something I'm, like, that I'm that um, diehard into. So, like, I haven't gotten a chance to really try mo some more of their stuff. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you on that. I, I if they could release a standalone like retail game, like a you know akin to like a 3D Mario, I would be all over that because Astro's Playroom was so I platinumed it. So that just goes to show like I really really enjoyed it and I couldn't get enough of it. It was so fun and those time trials, man, at the end like those are so addictive. It it was a good game. I would definitely like more than that. But at the end of the day, it's nice to know that you know Sony will reach out to these developers and you know give them a little extra push financially and. And, um, you know, help them with marketing. Because I think at the end of the day, Kena Bridge of Spirits is a good game. So it's nice for that, you know, for the, the devs and for the game to reach, you know, a good audience. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that they continue to do well. Oh, Kena is definitely on my list of games that I want to get around to at some point. As it's like, it's all... I think, like, that's another game, though, that, like, I don't think I'm going to platinum because, like, all... What, like, a lot of the conversation around is just, like, it is, the difficulty is kind of, like, very mm -hmm. PS2, or, like, all, where, like, it doesn't feel fair at some times with the difficulty, and, like, part of getting the platinum on that one is replaying the game on, like, its hardest difficulty, and you don't unlock that difficulty until beating the game the first time through, so I'm just, like... Yeah. I was just like, based off, like, what the people have said about the difficulty curve on it, I'm just like, I'll play that game for the story and to I'll try it out, oh, but I don't think it's something I'm going to work too hard to platinum. Yeah, you lose me when any game, you have to replay any game for a trophy. Like, that's a just, oh my gosh, that's just such a time sink. I mean, Replaying a game for a trophy's sake? Oh, Miles <clears throat> Morales wasn't too bad. It's just like, because, like, you can fly through that story all the second time through and it's just like and it's so short that like it all that it wasn't much of a chore at all to do I, that's actually that is still on my radar i did play a little bit of that when i got my ps5 but i actually ended up playing the like remastered spy original 2018 spider-man and ended up platinuming that because i just enjoyed it so much i just so miles more I reloaded my save from the PS4 version, and it just pops all the trophies for me. Oh, god dang it, dude. <laughs> so I got a platinum that, and I got a platinum for that in like 30 seconds. Nice. I have five. I think I'm like 30-ish. Good. Right now. Gosh. But like, you have to like discount that like, all, there's a good number of those that are just like cheap platinums. All like twenty eight of those are like my life is mayo. <laughs> no, not not that many. There's a few that are like. Now I have to put pull it up. Oh, one second. Boop 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 doop boop doop. I mean like Psychonauts too, but like there are like some double dips because of like the, um. Because that's of like the cross by. I have twenty nine. Only... Oh, that's not bad. That's only if you buy digital, though, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, okay. I think it might be... Uh, I mean, like... Yeah, because... A lot of them are only digital. Well, like, Robisco Plus. This is like... That was cross-buying. That's definitely... A, like, you have to spend, like, 40 minutes on that. 
Uh, Donut County was actually a good proper game, but it had a platinum. Uh, Ratchet and Clank was a good proper game. Uh, Man Eater, like that was good eight ten hours to do. Infamous Second Son, Life is Strange. Yeah, there's a good number of these, all uh, that are like proper games. Doki Doki Ooh. Literature Club was a grind. So you're saying if I buy the PS5 version of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I will get all the trophies because I platinum it on PS4? Um, should be. I mean, like, it's like just double check it before you do it. Like, go online and double check it, or that they have a way to migrate your save over. Oh. Oh shoot! I lost that save data anyway. Oh yeah, then no, then no, you're not going to be able to do it because you have to migrate that save data over. All to pop all the trophies. Womp womp womp. It's not just gonna read your trophy list and repop it. Um. Yeah, Bug Snacks was a good proper game. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'd say, I'm, I'd place a wager that like half of my all platinums are from um cheap. Cheap games. Let's see. One, two, three, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, um, twelve, can't count that one. Five, six. Oh, this is making great content. Seven. Oh, ha <laughs> ha. Eight, nine, ah, mm -hmm. uh, this is really great content right now. Oh, boop, boop, boop. Oh, darn. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 16. Alright, 16 out of my 29 games are like actual proper games that aren't redips or all or all aren't aren't like redipping into something or anything or all a cheap platinum. Alright? That's not bad. That's, yeah. that's good. Uh okay, and now to how much what time are 58. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to do two quick more stories here. Uh, did you see that Niantic's Pikmin Bloom trailer? Yeah. Um, I got some things about that. All right. So just get real quick. Niantic, people that made Pokemon Go, this looks like they're making another new game for Nintendo. Pikmin Bloom. All very, like, it's very much a lot of the same mechanics looking. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, well, I like Pikmin. Pikmin's actually really... It's a, one of those uh, series where, like, I was always, like, like you know, like, uh, it seems fun. and But I never really understood the premise of it. But once I picked up uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, I was like, man, this is actually, like, really fun. Um, but, like, <laughs> Pikmin is not Nintendo's most valuable or popular franchise so like i don't know where they were what they were trying to do with this it seems like 
with Nintendo and mobile games, they're just out of touch. Like, I don't know. A lot of their mobile games are like hit or miss. Like people either really like them or just don't, and they don't do well. Um, you know, I like the idea that it gets people outside, but like, I I don't I don't have much on it just because like, why Pikmin of all IPs? Um, but in on the other end, I would prefer them to use the more like obscure IPs and do games like this. Because my worst fear is, let's say they do like a mobile Zelda game and it does really freaking good. Then we're screwed because it's like, guess what? Here's more of that. And I really don't want that to happen. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's more it's more content for Pikmin fans and maybe it'll introduce people to Pikmin. So it's not a bad thing, but it's just I don't think I'm going to I might download it and just kind of mess around with it for a little bit. But at the end of the day, I'm, I don't really care too much about it. How about you? Uh, nah, not really for me. It's just like, I still play Pokemon Go. It's just like, I don't need another game like that to play at all. So, it's just like, I'll stick with my Pokemans. Aw, uh, okay, I got a quick one for you. So, uh, this past week, we got a new uh, name change for uh, McCree from Overwatch. Uh, so, the change from... Uh, so, the, the McCree's new name is now... Cole Cassidy, oh, this is the message that they put out um, for, next to it. The first thing a renegade loses is their name, and this one, gave, this one gave up his long ago. Running from his past meant running from himself, and each passing year only widened the divide between who he had been and what he had become. But in every cowboy's life, there comes a time when he has to stop and make a stand. To make this new Overwatch better, to make things right, he had to be honest with his team and himself. The cowboy he was rode into the sunset, and Cole Cassidy faced the world at dawn. So, all uh, the reason why they had to change this, all uh, change his name from McCree is that well, Jesse McCree. Ooh, do do. Yeah, this is like all. Uh, was named after uh ousted Blizzard developer, or so he's named after an ousted de um Blizzard developer that's in the midst of all these lawsuits and sexual abuse allegations. So it's just like it like oh this was something that was coming. It's nice to know that like they managed to fit this into the game's lore and everything. It's just like I just feel like it's nice that they are listening to their community and listen to the, what they want. There's also some other big news from Blizzard this week, but I didn't feel like we were really well-equipped to, like, go listen to other people talking about that news for about um, Blizzard this week. I was like, I feel like there are people that are more in the full in the industry that have, like, some very good opinions on it. So I'd rather just, I, if I said anything here, it'd just be me repeating what they had to say. So uh, I'd like, go check out GameSpot to see what they have to say about Bobby Kodak this week and everything that's going on with Blizzard um, right now. They have some good opinions, and so I'm just going to push you guys in that way, that way for that. Uh... Okay, is there anything... Do you, do you have any thoughts on this, or...? 
Um, I mean, I just, I feel like as, as a consumer, I've pretty much cut ties with those guys. I don't think I'm even like, to me, they are just in one ear out the other at this point. There's just, they've dug themselves so deep in a hole. It's, I'm not even like, it's, uh, you know, it's, I don't even want to give them the time of day. Like after everything that came to light, it's like, man, you know, it's like, what a piece of crap. Um, but you know, like, like, I, like, I feel bad for the, like, I think we, I've said this before, but like, I feel bad for the developers, like the people oh, yeah. there working as it's like, cause it's just like, they, they got, they ended up at a, at a company that was doing some bad stuff and it's like, and now they're going to have to pay to a certain regards for the mess ups of like the CEOs and like their leadership rather, like, it's not the creative people really that well did this it's like the people pushing marketing and like well driving the company that really put the, them in this bad hole so it's just like i mean so it's yeah it's it's not great and i definitely don't and i'm with you on like i understand you on like not wanting to give them all that time of day so yeah all I have one more news story for you if you want to um, go through it, unless you have something. Is there anything that I missed this week that you want to talk about? All right, so no. this is a bit more of an upper note to end on. Do, do, do. Oh, my God. What happened to my story? Where did it go? All right. All right. I don't know what happened to the website there for a second. All... So, composer Shoji Maguru, I probably pronounced that wrong, I'm sorry, leaves Atlas developing indie game to be announced on November 6th. All. All. Shoji Maguru, all, joined Atlas in 1995 and has composed countless soundtracks for Atlas titles since, including the Shin Megami Tensei and Persona series. All finds conductors game creator labs and all yeah so he's been working on a game for a while and he has left the company all but like this is kind of a big shakeup because all persona like persona 5 i'm like i haven't still need to finish that game at some point that's like on my list of things to do it's like every time that that to be fair that game is a time sink like that game is like to beat it you're you're putting in 100 hours yeah it's just like i just haven't gotten around to it it's just like old like but like persona 5 royal like like i've heard such good things about like the content and everything as it's like but like it just like like there's so much between all between like the story beats for me I was just like I would love to play this game if I could get to the story beats quicker or all but like he's going off but he even though he is leaving Atlas though he all it will continue to work for them as uh like as contract a, yeah as a contractor slash like <clears throat> all as a contractor, or what's the word I was for? Yeah, well, or a consultant. That was the word I was looking for. So he might, we may still be getting all more of his work um, featured heavily in Persona because, like, those games don't come out every year. 
So I'm not sure how much work it really takes to do, like, the whole soundtrack for that. But that might be a thing, like, it's just, like, you can... If if a game comes out every six years, it's like, I feel like you can fit... fit um, you can fit that into your schedule of, like, developing your own game to do the soundtrack for it, right? Yeah, the second you said they these games don't come out every year, I'm just like, oh man, I, it sucks. It's like, I I it's like, man, it's they're so good. They're like the games are such high quality and they're like they're great JRPGs, but like, man, are it's a it's a weight. Oh, actually, speaking of that, um, Atlas just announced they're they're they just they're launching the Shop Atlas store, I believe, on November seventeenth. And they're going to have a 25th uh, Persona um, anniversary stream. So hopefully we can finally get Persona 5 on Switch. Like, that would be freaking amazing. I would... Oh my gosh, that would be great. Because that, that would be, that would be like, my number one hope. Like, it's like, all, like, as long as it performs well, like, I could take the drop in visuals as long as I can get through that story. And it's just like, playing it on the Switch is just like, old. Like, my bus route, like, I have like 30, 40 minutes every morning between all picking up like middle schoolers and high schoolers it's just like i can play it then it's just like take it with me and play it play the game here and there it's just like i'd be able to get through that game so much quicker if i could take it with me yeah that's a game you play on a handheld for sure like there's a that's a oh my god that, that would, it would be a, it's a no-brainer i don't know why they haven't done it already but sega owns atlas so they're like notorious for just making questionable business decisions i have no idea why all right i think that brings us <clears throat> to the end of our podcast today all so as it is go as we are going into the last days of spooky season i just wanted to see all I want to, instead of saying, like, what we're looking forward to, I was just like, how do you like to celebrate spooky season? What, like, any favorite movies, any favorite traditions that you like to do for a spooky season? Yes. Um, so, really, binge watch horror films. I mean, I like <clears throat> horror films. Um, when I was younger, they were, like, more of the psychological, like, creepy ones. As I got older, I started to feel the nostalgia for like the 80s and 90s slasher films. So literally maybe a night or two nights ago, I watched um, Halloween Kills, the the new Halloween film, which was really good. There's Here's the weird thing. When they announced the first Halloween, like the reboot-ish or the continuation in 2018, they straight up said there'd be three movies. They're like, yeah, we're doing three. Halloween. Halloween kills and Halloween ends. So it's like, okay. So the second one is like a complete stopgap. So it's like, it's hard to enjoy because you're like, well, I know there's a second one. And it's just like, but um, yeah, typically I eat a lot of junk food, eat a lot of candy. Uh, lately, I've been taking my siblings trick or treating, but I definitely make sure to get in. I play a spooky game last year or the year before. I think I played Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, and so this year I played. I, I'll, I'll count Metroid Dread. Why not? I mean, I don't I don't really put it in that category, but I'll count it. But really, it was Resident Evil Village this year and possibly Resident Evil 7. It's, they're fairly short, so I might be able to finish it before spooky season ends. And it's going to suck because it's so close. But yeah, you know that, you know, binge watch horror films, um, uh, eat a lot of junk food, eat a lot of candy, play spooky games. What about you? 
me, like, I go more for, like, the Disney Halloween stuff, or, mm-hmm. like, old, or, like, I'll go, like, comedy horror. Like, it's just, like, old. Right? Like, it kind of sucks that it's not coming out till mid-November, but, like, right now, all the guys, guys I watch over kind of funny are in the middle of their Ghostbusters in review, leading it up to Ghostbusters Afterlife in three weeks. So it's just, like, I finally went back and watched Ghostbusters 2016, which, the main problem with that movie is that it's not a Ghostbusters movie, it is a Melissa McCarthy movie. It is just, like, the, like I went in, like, I... Did, did a little bit of research, like, the guy who wrote 2016 wrote a lot, like, wrote a lot of movies starring Melissa McCarthy, and nothing against Melissa McCarthy, but it is very much a different style of humor than what Ghostbusters does. Like, Ghostbusters does this weird thing where it, like, kind of rides the line between being horror and being a comedy, but it's just, like, it is how that movie is presented that, like, it allows it to do that. Whereas Ghostbusters 2016 was just very much like a, well, this is a comedy and we're going to try and hit you with a joke every single um, line that we throw out. So it's like, man, like I got, got Beetlejuice, I got Hocus Pocus, I got Corpse Bride, and, you know, like it's a lot of Tim Burton stuff over there. Um, oh, dude, I, I mean, of course, it's tradition that I watch Nightmare Before Christmas. That is a no brain. I mean... God, I like huge fan of Nightmare Before Christmas. Like I, I play the soundtrack year round, but like I will especially play the soundtrack during this time. And sometimes they even have it in theaters, which is pretty cool. I saw it in theaters a couple of Halloween's ago, but yeah, that's that that I will I'll watch that and then I'll watch some other the some other Tim Burton films. Um, but yeah, dude, oh of course you can't you can't go through Spooky Season without at least watching one or two Tim Burton films. Yeah, I mean, like, my, my, and, like, I think it's, like, I like this, like, I like spooky Halloween, not horror Halloween. Like, he's just, like, he's noticed behind me, like, I got, like, all ghosts on a pit, like, on one of my pillows here. I got, like, the skeleton blanket, all and then, like, earlier in the stream, I'm trying to, like, look at my screen and do one thing. It's just, like, I got, like, this little spooky garland up here. Ugh, can't. Do you know, so. I got ins- I got inspired by your decorations, and I was, like, really trying to find some, but I just couldn't. And I was so annoyed. Like, I couldn't find any, like, video game-esque. I think there was a Pikachu um, uh, plush that had, like, the um, the pumpkin hat, but, like, I couldn't find anything. And I was like, what the heck? So I was oh. like, and it's too late now, so I'm like, crap. Yeah, like, I was, and, like, last week I was down in Orlando at, like, Disney World and everything. And I was kind of disappointed that, like, the 50th anniversary kind of, like, outran, like, kind of overshadowed, like, villains. Also, kind of hoping for some cool villain march. But, like, when I was at Orlando, they, I found this, um, this bag. It's it's Beetlejuice and Lydia. I was just like, I was just like, that's such a cute bag. Oh, so I picked that up. Dude, yeah, that looks, that looks nice. That looks so good. So, oh, I was like, this is like. There was an Oogie Boogie, um, like, spirit jersey that I wanted, but, like, they didn't have it uh, in my size. And, like, it had, like, this puff lettering that, like, made it very stiff. And I was just like, oh, why you gotta do that? It was just like, oh. And there was even, like, at one point this year they were selling an Oogie Boogie bag. Oh, but, like, it was sold out when I was there. So I'm just, like, a little bit disappointed that, like, 
this month, well, the 50th anniversary of Disney World is kind of overshadowing villains, in my opinion. All, oh, but as all, oh, like, I don't really go too much for, like, horror horror, because, like, I feel like a lot of the old slasher films and everything, it's just so much about, like, building up your suspense with the music, like, da -da 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 -da. like you know what's going to happen, it's mm -hmm. just all oh, building up, like, that suspense in your mind, and then just hitting you with, like, a loud noise to make you jump and react, and it's just, like, that's kind of why I don't go into horror, because, like, it's not, like, it's scary, it's just, like, it's not. so much of it is just, like, the, um, it's, like, the cut and the, um, sound editing for it, in my opinion. It's just, like, I'd rather watch something that, like, doesn't hit you with that jump scare and is, like, actually, like, creepy and terror like is this like something that like makes you worry at night it's just like i'm not gonna worry about a slasher coming into my house or whatever it's just like that's like lots of that happening are so minuscule it's just like whereas oh what's something that like the like, odds of michael myers coming into your head <laughs> yeah. Like... yeah i can't like think of a good thing like um oh, right now that like really gets me it's just like i kind of enjoyed saw the saw movies for a bit Cause like it's okay, like, cause like that's more about like people being just terrifying. <laughs> it was just like see, see, I can watch horror films, but like the reason I watch the slashers, especially like eighties, nineties, early two thousands, they are cheesy as all get out. Like you start with the first Nightmare on Elm Street, it's like it really sets the tone. Freddy's this freaking like you know he's catchphrases this that, and the fourth. You get to the fourth one, and like he's killing peace. There's like a scene where he's like they're on a beach. And he's like, this girl is drowning in quicksand. And he like takes off his shades and says like the most cheesiest line ever. And like, that's, it's just, just so cheesy. And like, dude, there's literally, I'm pretty sure there's like, there's like 14 Nightmare on Elm Streets. Like they, they <laughs> just kept rolling them out. And they're just like, they just get cheesier and cheesier and cheesier as, it, and it's like, it's that 80s, 90 cheesiness. So it's like the good cheesiness. But when it comes to like the movies like Insidious, Sinister, uh, like the really freaking creepy ones, I try to stay away from those because those are like, uh, I mean, they're those are I can watch them, I don't mind them, but those are freaking creepy. Those like creep me the heck out. Oh, I, so I, I, I went back and I watched Scream for the first time, um, ever because, like, again, kind of funny was doing their like in review for that, and I was just like, well, like, after listening to one of their, their in reviews, I was just like. It was actually kind of, I found it really kind of interesting because it's like a whole meta commentary on like other slasher films and everything. And I was just like, and like, at a certain point, like those movies get a bit silly. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Like the first one, like with what they were saying about the first one, I was like, okay, I actually need to go back and like watch all oh, Scream oh, and actually give that like a proper chance because of like all everything that they were doing with like the meta commentary on horror films I was almost like okay that actually seems like it's being smart to a certain extent yeah dude i mean like those films get like i'm pretty sure scream breaks the fourth wall because it's it's literally about uh ghost face um um but yeah dude those that... those, those they get cheesy as all cheese like it is like there's like deaths where it's like they like throw the knife and it hits her in the leg and she slips on a banana peel and like falls down eight steps and like lands in a trash can head first. Like it almost gets like that level of like cheesy kills, but I like it. It's, it's kind of nostalgic for me. I kind of grew up around those. So, like I, I like them, but 
in terms of getting scared, like those those cannot scare. And like the the blood is so it's literally so fake, like it's so thick and goopy, and it's like, come on now. But I like them. They got I got a soft spot for them. I got a confession. Up <clears> until <throat> this October, I thought that the um, killer's name in Scream was Scream. I did uh... not know that the killer's name was Ghostface. Like every t- like it was like if you had sh- shown me like a, a a mask, I would have said that's a scream mask, thinking that was the name of the character. <laughs> Not that you it fell was- right. You fell right into that trap. Yeah. So, oh, I that goes to show how I've never watched those movies before. Oh, but now that we've added on like a good ten extra minutes, oh, just talking about horror movies. Oh, okay, that's it. It's just like time to get out of here and hopefully we'll see you all 